sheep have lost their way. We've gone astray. Amen? But Jesus is the way. Amen? So we are gathered in the name of Jesus here this morning. If we can... Forget the week that you've had. Let your mind just be fixed on Him right now if you can. Let me read something to you from 1 Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. For you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials. Have any of you been grieved by various trials? Amen. See, I, I, I want to I hang on that just a moment before we go to prayer because the Bible never promised us that this was going to be a cakewalk. It says that we're going to have some various trials that are going to cause us grief. So, those things are meant by the enemy of your soul to influence your mind, to change your walk, to, to make you try to go a different way, or to res- resort to your own intellect, or to what feels right to you. But Jesus is the way, Amen. So for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see Him yet, believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. I I want that. It's there for us now. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. My brothers and sisters, I want, to, I want to pray, but I want us to be keep this in mind. We are saved, but we are, haven't come to that fullness yet. And it's not just to experience heaven, it's to experience that fullness that we get to see Him. And when we see Him, we will be like Him. It's we get Him. We, we don't get, it's not just the streets of gold, it's not all of that stuff, if you've heard me say it many times, even in the last few weeks. It's not just that stuff, it's not just that paradise, quote unquote. We get to see Him. And we get to be fully what He has intended us to be. That's what this is about. It's not about a crystal sea. It's not walking on streets of gold. It's not seeing what room that I have in His mansion. It's not that. It's not that. It's about receiving that fullness of what He's called us to be. To be like Him. Amen? Amen, amen. We have a bit of that now. He, he's told us. We can experience it now. This joy unspeakable. Why? How, how? We've got to keep our eyes on that. Not on what's here and now. Not those things that the enemy of your soul is using to grieve you. Not those things that the enemy of your soul is trying to get you to stumble or to walk a different way. No, we don't keep our eyes on those things. We keep our eyes on the glory and the hope that is to come. Amen?
Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, right now, as we come before you, we've, we've sung our songs to you. And we have this promise, Lord, that says you inhabit the praises of your people. And we believe and trust in that. There are people in this room that understand that that's just not so-so words. That you, you mean what you say and you say what you mean. And because, Father, you are not uh, so lightly to, to determine anything, to say anything, we know that you are re- right here with us even now. So, Lord, as you continue to tarry with us and we continue to worship and adore you, Lord, I pray that you would teach us. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to, to, to realize, to experience this fellowship, this, this, this relationship that we have with you more fully because of what you speak to us here this morning. Lord, help us to get our minds clear of all of these things. Help us not to be so busy in our minds that we don't hear you. Father, I pray that we would spiritually be able to hear you, to see you, to experience you here this morning as you teach us, as you, as you come near to us, as, as we want to come near to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And let all of the cares, all of the, all of the challenges, all of the trials that we're right in the middle of even now, Lord, let them all just fade away as we sit in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. and amen. So keep that in mind that we're going to go back to Peter uh, if the Lord allows. You know, last week we talked about um, uh, emotional responses versus spiritual responses. And if you remember part of where we were was in Colossians, the first chapter and verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, and that was of the faith and the love that they have for the saints, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We have to have this knowledge of God and, and this spiritual understanding. And, and it's, it's so important on many levels, obviously. We can't experience a spiritual blessing without having a spiritual understanding. We can't experience anything spiritually unless we do have an understanding of the Spirit which can only be given to us or gained by our relationship with Him by the Holy Spirit. Amen? It, through His Word and Spirit. That's how it's done. But you, know, you also know this, we all know this, that we are in a spiritual battle. I don't know if you've uh, heard that yet. If you've been in here, you've heard it. But we are in a spiritual battle. Amen? All right, you might as well say amen because it's true. If you don't believe it, I'm telling you a lot of these things that you're going through right now is all about this spiritual battle because the enemy is, again, if you have proclaimed the name of Jesus, if it's your intention to be a follower of Christ, you are in a spiritual battle. If you're not battling right now, then I suggest that you go back to the foot of the cross. Because you may have been conquered already. See, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth. You, you are in a spiritual battle. If you are in Christ's hands, you definitely, if you are not experiencing anything that's negative, there's no challenges, there's no trials and all that, then something's wrong. So conversely, for those of you who are experiencing hardships, heartaches, and heartbreaks, let me just tell you right now, stay the course. You have not been conquered. In fact, He promises that you are more than a conqueror through Him who loves you. Don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Stay the course. I'm, I'm talking to somebody, maybe myself. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't look at what's going on around you. Don't look at what the personal experiences that you're... Don't, don't, don't get used to the valley that you're in right now. 
Don't try to find another way out of that valley. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Have faith. Hang, 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 hang tough. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Amen? Amen? Against powers and principalities, against the darkness of the age, spiritual wickedness in high places. My brothers and sisters, that person is not your problem. Come on now, I'm speaking to somebody. That person is not your problem. You forgive that person because God forgave them. You forgive that person. That person is not your problem. It's the spiritual wickedness. It's the darkness of this age. It's the powers and the principalities. My brothers and sisters, that person is not your problem. You are in a spiritual battle. Your enemy, the devil, is trying to shake you, trying to make you grow weary in well-doing. But let me, let me in First Peter, we're going to go back to First Peter now, jumping down to verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, I'm talking to you. I think the Holy Spirit has led me here. We're going to talk about your mind, your thoughts. And many of you may remember this, who have been with me for a long time. A long time ago, a pastor had brought up, sow a thought, reap an action, sow an action, reap a habit, sow a habit, reap character. I studied that out, and I... And I did a, a series on that, and it was very rewarding. But mere, recently, I ran into this other quote, and I'm going to share it with you right now. And it's, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's uh, attributed to somebody named Frank Outlaw, who was the founder of Bilo, the supermarkets. But I'm telling you, if you get online, there's going to be different people that this is going to be attributed to, and there are going to be different versions of it. But this spiritually, it's absolutely true, and we'll get into that just a little bit, not a lot. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Does that sound familiar so far? Because that's just what we studied when we studied together. Watch your habits, they become character. So habits reap character. Sound familiar? But here's this last one. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Watch your character because it becomes your destiny. So, okay, let me just say it this way because this is the way the Scriptures say. You know, if I am born again, I have the Spirit of God living in me, the characteristics, the fruit of the Spirit should be evident. Right? You shall know them by their fruit. Fruit. Love, joy, peace. Right? All the fruit, all the characteristics of the Spirit. Amen? Alright, so we're going to Let's just hang on this one right now because we're going to be in about the mind and thoughts. Sow a thought, reap an action. What you think, you're going to act on. Something's going to happen, right? And, you know, this is all based on the law. There's a spiritual law in Galatians. Isn't there a spiritual law that says that you reap what you sow? Spiritual law, right? Okay, just nod if you hear me. It's uh, Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23, 7. Everybody knows this. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That, whatever you think, that's what you become. That's what you are. That's what you're going to act on. Matthew, if you look at me, uh, look with me at Matthew chapter 12, beginning verse 35. A man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. See, action is provoked by thoughts. Right? 
So let, let, let's look at that together. Come on now. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Then Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, a man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, right? A man out of the evil treasure or the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So our thoughts, what we think on the inside, what we have on the inside, provokes our actions. Is that, now, am I stretching? See, now, for some of you intellects, whether you're in this room or whether you're listening to me right now digitally, that this, this should be very easy. That's easy. You could, you could follow that very easily. Am, am I right? Amen, I'm right. <laughs> so Matthew, now again, Jesus speaking in Matthew 15, beginning of verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Amen. And they defile a man. That's what makes you dirty. Amen. That was a great amen. Hallelujah. She's feeling much better now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's my granddaughter, if anybody's wondering, especially those of you who might be listening. That's my granddaughter giving me the amen, the best way she knew how in the moment. Hallelujah. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Did you see this? Are, are you hearing it? Okay, what happens on the inside of us, what we think, what, listen, what we have, what we hold on to, we're going to act on. And all of those evil actions that are described as Jesus described them, they originated somewhere. They originated in the thoughts. Hallelujah. Not, not Tony's word, Jesus' word. So notice one of the first things that reveal a person's thoughts. What is one of the first things? If you go back to Matthew, just stay, keep it up there. From the heart, and they defile a man, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. See, so one of the first things that is revealed, come on, or, right? right let's, so now let's go back. Matthew 12 to 35 to 37. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Did you hear that? For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. But those things which proceed... And I I showed you the wrong thing. I, I apologize. Go back to 15, please. One more. Hallelujah. Those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. So it's what comes out of the mouth reveals what's in the heart and then we, we go back into 15, right? So it's, it's just so easy. This is not brain surgery. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. And, and again, for those of you that have to think about it, it has to make sense to you logically. There it is. There it is. There's no other proof that's needed. Jesus Himself said this. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they're going to have to give an account in the day of judgment. Think about that. I'm telling you, that is tough. Have you, have you really, I mean, we could say that those of us who have been in the church for a long time, and we know this, and many of you who are in here, I mean, you know these scriptures, you're very familiar with these scriptures. Very familiar, very familiar with this attitude as it relates to idle words and what we say. But, but think about that for a minute. Think about some of the things that you said to your spouse lately. Think about some of the things that you may have said to your children or someone who you know is 
trying to stir you up, someone who is talking negatively about you, someone who treats you bad. Maybe you didn't say it to them, but you said it about them. Ah, come on now. We're talking about what, what's coming out of your mouth is revealing what you think. And you're going to have to give an account for it. Proverbs 29.11 A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Now I want to tell you all something. For those of you who don't know me, this is, I, I, I have struggles. And I'm going to tell you that over the last, I'm just squealing myself. I don't, you know, it is what it is. I can't run any more off. Well, I guess I can. Think about, I, I mean, over the last few weeks, I mean, things have been extremely tough on me. And uh, it's always been my nature not to suffer fools very well. People who talk just for the sake of talking. I, I mean, I, it's, you know, I'll put up with it for a little while, but then if you see, I mean, I'm just going to walk away or, or whatever, you know. I, and I don't mean that to be ugly. I mean, I know some people just like to talk and they like the sound of their voices or whatever. But regardless of anything like that, it, 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 it gets on my nerves. And after a little while, I mean, I, I, I just, but now here's the thing. I have a short tolerance for that and a short tolerance for people who are phony and liars and deceitful and all that other stuff. Very, very low tolerance for that stuff. However, I mean, God is merciful. And I wasn't always the most honest person. I wasn't always the most genuine person before I became born again. And so, you know, it's not up to me to condemn anybody or to not to feel like I should be praying for them or ministering. So let me just tell you, in the last few weeks, as I'm experiencing more and more of this stuff that is hard for me to tolerate, it's been difficult for me especially because I've been so busy and most of my studying has been for messages and not the one-on-one study. So now, all of a sudden, I'm in a weakened condition. See, I see some of you nodding in, in agreement. I'm hoping that you're not saying, yeah, I knew he was a dirty, no good. I, uh, or I hope you're saying, yeah, I know that. Been there, done that. Bought the t-shirt. Thank God for His mercy, His loving kindness. But I still, it doesn't give me a pass. It doesn't mean, listen, come on. It doesn't mean that it's okay. God is not okay with that. He is not okay with that way, with that attitude, with anything like that. I need to bring it to Him. And I just say, forgive me. I need to say, Lord, I need Your strength here because obviously uh, this is still dirty in me. Come on. Oh, man. James 1, 19-20. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. You know what that means? Look, I, I had a gotcha with God has given you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening at least twice as much as you're yakking. So look, be, listen, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Slow to wrath. Listen, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I just admitted something to you guys. Now, don't you all... Um, we all have issues, right? We all have things that we're, God is still working out in us. We shouldn't be working on the same issues continuously. We shouldn't go ahead and give ourselves permission to have those issues. They need to be working, baby. They, we need to be working them. So now watch, watch, watch. Listen, listen, listen. 
So one of the things is, well, for me, not to suffer fools, you know, put up with the da, and then have people yak and lie about you and all the time, it drives me crazy. They, they lie about me, they say stuff behind my back, they'll say things that I didn't say, but they'll attribute them to me. How many of you, anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, I find that very aggravating. It's, it's very difficult for me to handle at times. Without Jesus, I can't handle it. With Jesus is the only shot I have. And then I read a word like this, you see. And you know what this word says to me? That word says to me, man, I, I need to be praying the fire down on them. No, it doesn't. That message says to me, I've got every reason to be angry with them and they need to change and get it right. No. That word is saying to me, I need to be swift to hear. Be listening for God in this. Because God is trying to teach me something. If I'll stay close to God, He'll teach me something. He'll speak to me. And sometimes it might be that still small voice, but if I'm yakking, I ain't got time to hear it. (laughs) Well, I just bless myself. I don't know. I just bless myself. Be, listen, let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Shut up. Don't yak. Hear what he is having to say. Slow to wrath. Don't let, man, if I'm, listen, when the blood gets up, I'm speaking before I'm listening, that's a sure thing. Come on. Come on. When they cut you off on the highway... When they're driving slow and you got some place to be like this morning, come on now. I, I, was, I, was, I was pushing the speed limit. I went a few miles over the speed limit this morning. But, but wait, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then there's always that one. Now, this sounds silly. I know it does. But you know what? This is relatable. This sounds silly, but it's relatable. But you always, you're in a hurry and you got that one person in front of you that will not change lanes and will not drive the speed limit. So the Lord tells you, just pray them right out your way. Ride their bumper till they move over. Come on now. Come on now. Listen, this is a this is a small this is like a, a silly illustration, isn't it? Okay, so I'm using that illustration because everybody in this room can relate to that. But not everybody can relate to some of the other things that some of us have to put up with. Some of us have to withstand people in our own families just biting our wings right off of us, if you know what I mean. The backbiting, the gossiping, treating us poorly. And then those same people, when they get in front of you, oh, hell no. Come on. And you know it. Well, I got the right. I'm not even going to speak with them and I'm going to give them the cold shoulder. And I'm... That's not what the Word says. That's changing me. That's revealing something in me. Listen, know what? I, I need to change the way I'm thinking of them. I need to see. Man, you know what one of the, the, the most prayed prayers that I'm praying? Lord, help me see them the way you see them. <laughs> help me see them the way you're seeing them. Because I want to tell you something. I got to remember that I was terrible, that I stunk on ice, and the Lord still loved me. The Lord still extended grace and mercy toward me. So who am I? Not to do that for someone. See, when I, even since I've been born again, I've made mistakes. 
and I should have known better, and, I, and I've done some things, and, and my brothers and sisters, but the Lord did not kick me to the curb, so who am I to think bad about somebody or whatever, and to hold it on? No, it, yeah, ah, we'll get going, I'm, I could just stay here. Proverbs 13.3, He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Shh, no, listen, I'm going to say it the way the Holy Spirit says it. That's just what the Holy Spirit is saying. Shut up! That's, that's the Holy, Holy Spirit's way of saying, Shut up! He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So shut up. Right? Man, I'm, I, I'm, I, don't look at me that way. I'm preaching to Tony right now, okay? Mm. I'm kicking myself right now because of so many times now that I've said some things and, 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 you know, and, and I just got to hush. Take a moment. Take a moment. See, and this is not speaking just about... Because I'm not saying that I curse people or I say bad words or anything like that. I don't. Thank God, at least he's still <laughs> cleaned that up. But no, that I think these negative thoughts and then I may say that... How about this? It's not even personal. It won't even be about a person. But just a negative confession about something or something happening. Expecting the wrong thing. You know, having an expectation, a negative expectation, and then giving it a voice. Right? Uh, let me just use an example. Uh, you know, you've got to go, the doctor says this or that or the other thing's wrong. We're going to go send the test. We're going to send you off for the test. You know, and then you're you're scared and you're afraid and you're speaking in negative. I knew I had this, or it's it's got to be the big C, it's got to be cancer. No, no. See that even that. Don't think that. Amen. Don't think that to the extent and then confess it, right? Don't confess with your mouth. See what does it say in, the, in, in that that the tongue, life and death, or death and life are in the power of the tongue. See, and if I start confessing stuff, I'm going to start living that. I'm sowing to an action. I'm st- oh, come on. Amen. See, so now I got this thought that is coming out in a word instead of me not letting it go past my mouth, my big fat mouth. Not instead of just you know just holding it in a, and, and asking the Lord to help me with it. I let it go, and when I let it go, I'm putting something in motion. I've stirred something up. No, I can't. I, no, I got to shut my big fat mouth because my big fat mouth is causing some destruction. And when I make a negative confession, I'm saying to God, "This is bigger than you." Oh, you're a little bit quiet. A little, little, little quiet. This is bigger than you. But then I'm starting also because I'm having that thought and I'm making that confession and now I'm looking for another way. And I'd be maybe saying to all of my uh, prayer part, oh, pray for me please because of this. or pray for me. But listen, if I'm praying and I'm not believing, I might as well not pray. Amen. If I'm praying one thing but confessing something else, Amen. guess what? Amen. Come on! Thank you. So what's the solution? What do I do? I'm, I'm still human. I, I, I just, Martin Luther quoted this a while ago. And I, I love this. I heard this a while ago and I've just been waiting for a moment to share it. You cannot keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Come on now. 
Come on. See, these thoughts are going to come from my own human nature, from my own mind, from the enemy might plant something. He might prompt somebody else. Somebody's going to, or just from the act of being a human being, somebody's going to say something around me that's going to spark a negative thought. Now remember what he's saying. Those thoughts are like birds. They're flying all around. But you don't have to let them live in your head. You don't have to go ahead and let them build a nest. They may fly, but they better keep flying because they ain't landing here. Come on! Somebody! I ain't let... No! You keep flying. Look for another place because you don't got no place to nest up here. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. There's not plenty of room up there. It's full of brains. I'm just saying. Listen, my brothers and sisters, come on now. What he was saying was true. We don't have to go ahead. These thoughts are going to come just by being in the process of living a life in a human body. Just because we have experienced negative experiences in our life. The experiences that we had, positive and negative, help to form our thoughts. Come on! They help to form our thoughts. Negative, positive experience, their thoughts. We've been told so many things. Look at the things that are being told to us each and every day right now. Look at the things that are being told to our young people that are flat out lies, but they're being told to our young people as truth. Look at the way, the way history was taught to us, the things that we know. And look at the way history is being brought forth to the kids today. Totally different. Hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. Oh, and that's affecting the way they think. It's affecting how we think. No, I'm not going to let those experience and what this one says and what that one says and all this control my thinking. Come on, I'm not going to let those birds build a nest in me. I'm not going to let those thoughts land and rest here. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Listen to this, verse 5. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Do you see that? I want you to look at two things here. The knowledge of God and then bringing every thought into captivity against the obedience of Christ. Into obedience of Christ. Know what it's saying? You have to have knowledge of God. You have to go ahead and continue to read and pray and have this knowledge of God so that when these thoughts occur, when these things happen, when they're flying, when them birds are trying to land, you grab them, you take them into captivity and you compare that with what God says. You compare that with what Jesus lived and then you say, nope, can't land here, has nothing to do, that goes contrary to what God has taught me, that absolutely goes contrary to the life that Jesus lived, you get out of here. Hallelujah. Problem solved. Come on. He said it. But the problem that we have, my brothers and sisters, we want it both ways. We're going to walk in the flesh and then we're going to try and fight a war in the Spirit. You've already lost. Remember last week? Spiritual versus emotional. Man, you cannot experience spiritual things or have spiritual weapons while you're living in the flesh or are going by your emotions. Let me read this again. The weapons of, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. All of those thoughts and all of those imaginations and all of those things that have been placed in you and on you because of your past, 
because of some of the failures and some of the successes that you've had, some of the mistreatment that you've experienced, some of the abuse that you've experienced, some of the things that some of the things that have gone wrong in your life, and maybe even some of the things that have gone right in your life. But all of those thoughts and those imaginations and all of those things, all of those, how about this? All of those expectations that you had. That by now I would be here or there or the other thing. And it's causing you to think. No, listen to what it says. You have this knowledge of God. You're, you have this, this intimacy with God. And so now all of a sudden, because of that, you can go ahead and take that thought, take that imagination, compare it to what you know of God, compare it to the way Jesus lived, and now you can cast it out. So it doesn't matter how strong the thought is. doesn't matter who taught you that. doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what scientists say. It doesn't matter what grandma said. It doesn't matter what Pastor Tony said. It doesn't, none of that stuff matters. What matters is what does God say and what did Jesus live? Come on. And then once when I compare it to that and it doesn't measure up, I cast it away. It no longer is a stronghold in my life. It no longer can determine my outcome. I can no longer allow that to cause me to make certain decisions. Come on. Somebody, are you here? This is good stuff. Hallelujah. Well, maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. Ephesians 4, 17. And this is out of the uh, English Standard Version. Now this I say and testify in the Lord. So this is what, look at what he's saying. I'm saying this, but this is the Holy Spirit speaking. I'm saying this by the Holy Spirit. That you must no longer walk as Gentiles or pagans or non-believers do in the futility of their minds. What is futility? Uselessness. It's futile. It's, it, there's, it's meaningless. There's nothing there. So you no longer walk as these unbelievers in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. It's not stupidity. Alright? They're ignorant of it. They have no knowledge of it. Due to their hardness of heart. See, so they're devoid of this knowledge of God, partly because they've hardened their heart against the things of God. They don't want to believe that. Why? It might cause them to have to change something. Or maybe they've had a negative experience in the church. Or maybe someone who claimed to be born again, or a preacher, or maybe they've received some false doctrine or theology. See, we have to take some responsibility here, my brothers and sisters. Those of us who are born again, we better go ahead and make sure that we're walking the walk before we start talking the talk. We better make sure that we go ahead and understand the full counsel of God before we start preaching the total law of God. Ooh, man. Come on now. So they're devoid of any knowledge of God. Verse 19, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. Okay, they've given themselves to sensuality. Not just um, as it relates to sexual relations, although that is huge. Why? Because there's, it involves a satisfaction, a gratification there. Same thing for me as, as eating ice cream when I'm totally stressed, when my mind is being bombarded. Man, I've shared with you many times and I'll share it with you again. Man, last night, I, oh, them potato chips hey, hey, had a major dent made in that bag last night. I'm just telling you that. Oh, come on, like you don't do that. What, see, why? Because it's satisfying this sense. So, so now no, no, watch, I understand that. I've got to put them out. Lord, what is it? Where am I? What do I need? Come on now. Listen, my brothers and sisters, this is serious stuff. This is easily said, hard to do. 
easily said, easily understood, but now we have to go ahead and make sure that we're putting it to use, putting it to practice. We have to be real. We have to be honest. We can't put on our Sunday clothes and and think that we're fooling everybody. Come on. You've got to live it. You've got to read it. You've got to know it. You've got to live it. Because if you're not, then none of this stuff is ever going to work for you. And then what happens is, we go ahead and we start preaching like it's working, but it never does, and we're always left looking for another way. And in the meantime, all of those people that you're yakking with, that you're putting on your Sunday clothes in front of, they see and they know, and you're bringing a reproach to the kingdom of God. (laughs) Said it. I said it. I said it. That's why the Christian church is in decline. Either we believe it and we're going after it or we're not. We got to go after it. So we need to be... So watch, in Ephesians, we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We need to have our minds renewed, made new. In Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Did you see the last part of that? Okay, let me read the first part again. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't walk like this world. Don't think like they do. Don't act like they do. But be transformed. Be totally transformed. Not like you were transformed into something totally different. How's that going to happen? By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove uh, what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So now you're proving it. How are you proving it? Because now I know and I'm going to say it. No, you're living it. You're walking it. So now all of a sudden, because your mind is different, your mind has changed, you've been transformed. You're living differently. So you don't have to say anything because all of a sudden you're standing out like the sore thumb. You're standing out like the sore thumb because when everybody else is doing this, you're doing that. When everybody else is going this way, you're going Jesus' way. And you stand out like a sore thumb. And that's what it is. You're proving what the will of God is for humanity, for us, for everybody in general. Come on! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! In Philippians uh, chapter 2, in verse 5, let this mind that was in Christ also be in you. So we need to have the mind like Christ had. Boy, that's pretty quiet. How come we didn't have any amens then? See, because there's too many times that we say, well, uh, you know, I, I can't, I'm not Jesus. I can't be Jesus. Well, He's calling you to be like Him. So we can, we can make that excuse with our mouth and, and settle that. Man, my brothers and sisters, how practically can we do this? Can we have this mind of Christ? Can we renew the mind? How do we do it? Read and pray. Read and pray. 2 Corinthians 4. Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, for our light affliction, those things that we're going through, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So let me pause here for a minute. So all of that stuff, yes, that's a theological term. Go look it up in your Strong's. All of that stuff that we're going through. The enemy is trying to make you go a different way. God is saying, you go my way, and that right there, that's going to cause you, your faith to become more pure. That's going to add to the glory. You're going to be moving from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. Anybody remember that? 
Hallelujah. We'll be moving from glory to glory. And in order to move from glory to glory, you're going to have to experience those trials like Peter talks about, these fiery trials. And you're going to have to experience these afflictions, these light afflictions. You're going to have to experience this stuff. Why? Because the enemy is trying to shake you. The enemy is trying to move you out of the way. The Lord Himself is using that to bring you closer to Him. Amen? Amen. So, okay, we all understand that, right? All right. Verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, even when I don't see it, even, come on, you never stop. You ne- even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when... One more time. Hallelujah. 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 See that verse 18. That's scriptural. While we do not look at the things which are seen and let that have an influence on what we're thinking and then let that thought come past our lips. Well, we don't look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. They're temporary. Yeah, but pastor, I've been having this pain in my back for 40 years. 40 years compared to eternity. Temporary. 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 Hallelujah. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, 8 through 11. But now you yourselves to put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. I want to, uh, listen, I want to address this. And I'm just, I'm just going to, I don't, it's Holy Spirit. You know, uh, we, we kind of make fun, and you've heard me say, like when they used to have that Geico commercial or whatever, when Honest Abe Lincoln, his wife basically asked him, does this stress make my bottom look bigger? And there is a, are you struggling? Right? And I want to just say this to women. Don't ever ask your husband a question that you want an honest answer to. If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you want your husband to be born again and not violate any... Please do not ask a, your husband a question you don't want an answer to, an honest answer to. Don't put me in that position. Don't put me in that position. Don't be slugging it out over here. Let me preach this side. Come out! No, okay, we have a little fun, but, that, but, but here's the thing. I, and I know I've, I've, I've please forgive me, I, I know I've made a little light and, and you know, break some levity here, but honestly, we need to take that more seriously. Because I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, whether you actually vocalize it or you embellish or you infer it, a lie is a lie. A lie is a lie. And you know, I want to tell you, you know, I found out early, because when I was a kid, I was just as good as liar as anybody. But I found out early, it was just better off just getting it out right now and getting it over with. Whatever punishment I had to take, just better to go ahead and get it over with right now and then not have to carry the weight of whatever that was. And then one day, dad or mom is going to find out. And, you know, especially if it was dad, mom, she was upset and all that, but she was a little more gentle. But dad would not put up with it. Mom wouldn't put up with either. Don't, don't get me wrong, but she was just a little bit more gentle than Dad when I was small. Then all of a sudden, she became a relief pitcher for the Yankees and just she started throwing things. <laughs> no, but honestly, my brothers and sisters, again, I'm, 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 again, I, please forgive me. I, I don't mean to be 
taking this so lightly, the Word of God so lightly. You can't love the truth and then embellish or tell little little lies, little stories. Okay? Can, can, can we make it any clearer? And so, Tony, why are you pushing on that so hard? Because my brothers and sisters, and there are so many lies that are being told right now and presented to us, to our children, to our children's children. It's bad. The Bible tells us that Satan is the father of all lies. All the lies originated with him. So now we see how prevalent the lying is in, in the worldwide, but let's speak to the United States. And I don't care, this is not political, so I don't care what side, I don't care what color you vote, I don't really care. They all lie. And so don't think, well, mine lies less than that one. That one lies, mine lies, but he's not as big as liar as that one. That's because you're already thinking and you're already justifying so that you can vote for that one or that you could be on the side of that one. You know what? I'm just going to tell you this one time and then I'm going to leave it go. We'll go on. Listen, stop going ahead and feeling okay about the lies because you think at the end of this it's all going to be okay. You're going to accept somebody's lies. You're going to vote for them anyway. Or you're going to accept somebody's lies. You're going to link up or yoke up with them anyway. And it'll, eventually it will all turn out right. It will not. It will not. It will not. Don't do it. Because when that person's lying to you, he's lying to God. When that person's living a life that is dishonest, how, how much confidence can you actually have in the things that they told you that you do align with? How can you trust anybody who's already proven to you that they lie? How can you give your vote or how can you give your confidence to anyone who's already told you a lie? So, young people, old people, middle-aged people, listen, once you've lied to me or you've lied to someone or you've lied, it's very difficult to build back that trust. And I'm not talking about now just the little boy who cried wolf. I'm talking about more serious stuff than that. I'm talking about relationship. I'm talking about having intimacy with my wife. And that doesn't mean the physical relationship. How about if, if my wife or if I lied to my wife? That would be devastating. Devastating. Children, young people, don't lie to your parents because it's more than just crying wolf. It's more, well, you know, I can get away with it. I can, you know, have a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I don't have to worry about getting in trouble and all that. You're, you're not, de- it's not about that one incident. It's not about this, where you are right now. It's about the relationship. You're damaging the relationship. Don't lie to each other. Don't even tell little ones. Don't embellish. I, and, Forgive me, that's where we are. The Lord had me push on that. Hallelujah. So do not lie to one another. Since you've put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who's renewed who is renewed 
in the knowledge according to the image of Him who created Him. See, this renewal of the mind now, I'm, I'm being more conformed to the image of God. That's what this whole thing is about. And I can't do that anywhere else but here. I have to know what His Word says. This is it. He and His Word are synonymous. Amen? Philippians, finally, brother, in chapter 4, who, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, moral value, strength, morality, and if there is be any praise, think on these things. Okay, that's in, that's in Philippians 4. Okay, so now watch. Remember, Remember, I know we got sidetracked there just a little bit, so, but, but remember, practically speaking, how do we do that? How do we do what? Not think those thoughts. How do we be renewed in the spirit of our mind? Well, you've got to get right with God. You've got to attain the knowledge of God through reading His Word and praying. You have to have a relationship with God. God is going to bless you through His Word and the knowledge of Him by His Word and by His Spirit. Amen? Alright, so now you're being conformed to this image. But think on these things. Whatsoever is true, Whatsoever is honest, just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, things of good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. How do we know? How do we know what's honest, what's true, what's praiseworthy? Yes. Yes. There is only one truth. There is only one truth. God determines those things. What is virtuous? What is praiseworthy? What is honest? What is true? Right? Come on. God is the one who determines that. So how do I know that? He's going to shout it to me from the sky. No. The Word and the Spirit. Zip this. Open these. To seal the deal. John 17, 17, Jesus. Sanctify them by your truth. He's praying to God the Father. Set them apart by your truth. Right? Set them apart. Take them out of the world. Make them not be living in the world. Set them apart. Sanctify them. You're worthy to serve you. Sanctify them. Clean them for your service. Separate them by your word. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Your word is truth. So how do I know what is true? How do I know what is right? How do I know all that? His word. And I know you know that, but look at, look at what it says in Psalm 119. Verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 40, verse 8. I delight to do thy will. O oh my God, yea, your law, your word is in my heart. Amen. Last, last one, Psalm 37, 30 and 31. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. So look, here, here, we're ending here. What is coming out of the mouth of the righteous? See what it says in that psalm? You got it? Oh, thank God. Speaks wisdom. Speaks God. Speaks of God. So my brothers and sisters, look it, I'm going to leave you here. Excuse me while I adjust this. I'll leave you here. How in the world can I be a good parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, cousin? How in the world can I be any of those things to younger people if I'm not 
reminding them somehow, some way, in the best way that I can, please read your word. Please ingest the word of God. Please. Please. But how in the world can I speak that to anybody and not do it myself? How can I tell my kids, my grandkids, my nieces, nephews, whatever, whoever I'm trying to influence, man, you need to get into the Word if I'm not doing it. See, the best thing is for them to see me do it. See me do it. Parents, man, you... We need to be in the Word. And to those people who we love, to those people who we're trying to witness to, to minister to, they need to know that you are full of the Word. My brothers and sisters, this is not game playing time. I don't know if you've noticed this. This war is heating up. This is not playing time. This is not what I'm so busy, Pastor. You don't know all of the time that the work, I'm raising kids, I'm, I'm building this, I'm doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any kids, but this job is just crushing me and all that. Get another job. Get another job. That simple, Pastor? Well, I don't know what else to tell you. Because my brothers and sisters, you cannot let anything in this day and age, anything, separate you from the Word of God. You cannot. You cannot. Because the only way that you're going to have your mind renewed, the only way that that mind that was in Christ Jesus is going to be in you, is if you're reading the Word and you're praying and you're walking with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Aren't you so glad you came today? Aren't you so glad? My brothers and sisters, listen. God is coming back soon. Jesus is going to split that sky very soon. Will you go? Will you hear the sound of the trumpet? Because, listen, my heart is, I don't want anybody in my family, anybody in my church family, anybody who's ever heard a word, I don't even want my worst enemy not to make heaven, not to make Jesus, to be down here during the great tribulation and then worse, be thrown into the lake of fire. I don't want anybody to be separated from God for eternity. Do you believe that when I say that? It's true. But I need to go ahead and make sure that I'm doing everything I can do about it. Man, there's so much more I want to say, but we're so late. My brothers and sisters, God bless you for listening. God bless you for your patience. But now stand with me, please, so we can go. (laughs) Hallelujah. If I told you that I was about to turn 40 years old, would you believe me? No, be honest. No, I got no's. No. But if I told you that I was about to turn 40 years old and my mother's sitting in the back row, she'll testify to it, would you believe me? Still wouldn't believe me. Why? Because maybe she'll, she's my mother. She loves me. She don't want me to be known as a liar. But now if I told you, you can go to Elizabeth, New Jersey. I'll show you my birth certificate. How's that? Well, that could be faked. We know that. But if I told you, go to Elizabeth, New Jersey. I t- first I take out my, my high school yearbook. And I show you all the friends and what they wrote in my yearbook. Then I say, go to New Jersey. Go, go up there where I used to live, where I grew up, where I was born. You can go to the hospital, look at their records. But now, not only that, maybe those hospital records are uh, fooey. But now, all of a sudden, you can go to those friends that you saw in the yearbook. They wrote my yearbook. And, they, and you can say, hey, was Tony in your class? Yeah. Hey, you know, Tony, he's, he says he's 40. Is he 40 years old? Yeah, about that. We were about the same age when we were in school. Now, you went to every one of my classmates, and they all testified that. Then would you believe me? You're wrong. You're wrong. That's right. Let all truth be established. Two or three witnesses. 
See, now look, I can understand. You, you, maybe there's going to be some things that I could falsify. There's going to be some things. But now without me going with you and without... Listen, understand, with, 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 notwithstanding technology and I'm texting everybody, but you know, all of a sudden you... They may say, hey, Tony, I don't even remember... Tony who? Then you show him my picture in the yearbook. Oh, that guy. Come on, my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters, this is the Word of God. This thing, this, this book right here is unchallenged and unmatched. Any writing, any ancient writing, there are more witnesses and more original manuscripts to this Bible than there are any other writing, any other, anything else. There is nothing. So, I'm telling you all something. Believe this Word. He's coming soon. Believe the kids. Listen to me. Read this Word. Get it down on the inside of you. Study this Word. This is true. He's coming. He loves you. And He's coming back for you soon. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. And let's start looking toward that blessed hope so that we can be joyful even in the middle of our terrible situations right now. And there are some terrible situations. Aren't there? Come on! Let's be honest about it because we're going to pray about them right now. But my brothers and sisters, let me ask you something. Without the belief that this is 100% true and accurate, uh, if you don't believe that, then you're wasting your time praying. And I'm not trying to be uh, confrontational. Well, yes, maybe I am. It's time that we confront that. That we confront this unbelief. That we confront this nonchalant attitude that we have toward the Word of God. This nonchalant attitude that we have about faith. Just because I say it or just because I think it, it's going to happen. No, my faith is in the Word of God. My faith is because He said so. And He's not a man. He will never lie. There's only one thing that God cannot do, and that is lie. So if He said it, then I believe it. So right now, I want you all to have that kind of faith. I want you all to have that kind of belief. If you believe that this is the Word of God, that Jesus paid the price for you, you are now reconciled back to God, you're in relationship with God, then you have every right to ask. To ask in the name of Jesus and expect that God is going to hear you and He's going to answer. Amen? So Father, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah. Lord, we come to You in faith. And Father, faith that not even is of ourselves, but this faith that You've dealt us a measure of. As we came to the cross, unworthy, dirty, sinners, and You cleaned us. Every sin was washed. And then You rose Jesus from the dead, proving that we can have 100% confidence that You are truly victorious over everything, natural and supernatural. You are in charge of all of it. All of it has to bow at Your feet. So Lord, we come to You now in that spirit and with that attitude. Lord, knowing that we've messed up this week. And Father, first of all, forgiving, asking You for forgiveness. Father, for our, uh, we missed the mark this week. We lost our temper. We said things we shouldn't have said. We acted outside of faith. Lord, we ask that you would please forgive us and help us, Lord. Strengthen us in those areas where we need strength. Lord, help us never to say a negative confession. Let us not say anything that is contrary to your word. And, and most of all, Lord, help us never to utter any untruth past our lips. Not even an embellishment, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, help us with our wrath. 
with our frustrations and, and, and Father, in Jesus' name, when, when the blood rises up in us, Lord, I pray that you would, Holy Spirit, that you would temper us in that moment, that you would remind us of your word and you would give us that word in that moment that would calm down that wrath, that we would come to ourselves and realize that you are a merciful God, that you were righteous and just, but you're also kind and forgiving and loving willing to forgive all. Father, in Jesus' name, help us to have that kind of forgiveness in our hearts. And in those moments, Lord, please bring to our remembrance. Father, as we stand before you with health problems, Father, we give you our physical bodies. Father, I pray that no matter how big or how small this problem seems to be, Father, we know that you are our Jehovah Rapha, Jesus, you are the God who heals us. And you, in the Word, you said that you were bruised for our transgressions. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Father, please, please, the chastisement of our peace was upon you, and with your stripes we were healed. So, Lord, please, we receive that healing now. We receive it. We want that healing, Father, not just for me, not just for one or two, but, Father, for all of those who are hearing this and praying this and believing and trusting in you. Lord, we stand in the gap for those who are not here because they aren't feeling good. Father, we pray that you would lift them up, that you would touch them, that you would strengthen them in their mortal bodies. Father, in Jesus' name, because this seems to plague all of us, Father, this, this, these thoughts that continue to come and, and just mess up everything are, just seem to make us stumble to, to try and go a different way or, or not to hear you so clearly. Lord, please help us with these. Father, as we try to take these into captivity, Father, we pray that you, would, that you would strengthen us with the power of your might, that we would be able to cast these things down. Especially, Father, as it, as it involves those who are close to us. Father, for those who have done us wrong, for those who continue to do us wrong, Father, for our loved ones, Father, for our children, Father, as we lift our children up to you, Father, who refuse to go your way or Father for those who will just give lip service we pray a strong conviction in Jesus name Father that you would put more laborers in their paths and that you would have angels minister to them Father that they may become young men and young women after your own heart Lord we stand on your word right now Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And your whole house will be saved. Lord, my, my prayer now is that none of ours, none of ours will go through the great tribulation. Father, our prayer right now is that they all are born again. Sure enough, hear the trumpet sound and are lifted with us when we go to meet you in the clouds. Father, I pray that in Jesus' name, trusting and believing wholly in you and in your word. Hallelujah. Church, I don't want to stop praying, but I know it's late and you all have to go. If anyone cares to continue to pray, come down here. Let's pray together. Let's touch and agree according to the Word. You don't need me, but what we do is we need each other. Amen? Amen. God bless you. So those, for those of you who have to go, I, I understand. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace.